This show uses potty words like fucking shit and ass and stuff, so children should not be listening. If you let your kids listen you are a bad parent. Just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on me. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. Spread out! And here's your host, Joey Valentine. Good morning, campers. Rise and shine. It is... Time for your favorite podcast ever, or soon to be, Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is April the 15th, 2022, and I am so happy to have you here. I mean that when I say that. It is literally 6.30 in the morning. For me, I have been up most of the night arguing with the fine folks at Suddenlink because they wanted to... Charge me 60 fucking dollars for a visit that never happened. So let me tell you what happened. You know, Suddenlink is the fastest and best internet available where I live. So it's kind of like they got you by the balls. Like if you want really good internet, you have to deal with their bullshit. And I hear people talk all the time about how awful their customer service is and how much it sucks doing business with them. And what happened was is last week I had an outage and that's fine. Things like that tend to happen. I didn't freak out and I didn't do what most people do. And as soon as my internet was out, like pick up the phone and start calling and tying up the fucking lines. I gave it some time after a few hours, it didn't happen. So I got on the chat with Suddenlink and I said, Hey, you know, I just wanted to check and see if there's an outage because the website's saying that there isn't one agent tells me, no, there's no outage in your area. I'm like, okay, and then we do all these resets and things with my box and can't fix the problem. So she schedules an appointment for me the next day for 11 to 2 and says it's going to be a $60 charge when they come out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, like you're going to charge me 60 bucks to come fix your fucked up equipment. She said, if it's our equipment and it's not something that you did, you know, which was basically like her way of saying, like, if we show up and you're fucking stupid and it wasn't plugged in, then we're going to charge you 60 bucks. So I'm like, okay, well, they're going to, you know, I, I'm not an idiot. I know I got my coax plugged in. I know everything I've done, whatever. So a couple hours later, the internet comes back on. And so I call to cancel the appointment way ahead of time. And then I go, I, I, I do my work. All day long. And, and uh, you know, I work from home, so I'm here. I have cameras all over my house. I have 24-hour surveillance of my house. So when someone comes to my door, I know they're there before they even ring the doorbell. 11 to 2 goes by. That's when the appointment would have been. Nobody came to my house, which is, you know, not like I was expecting anyone to because I canceled the appointment. Around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I get a phone call, an automated phone call from Suddenlink verifying that I have an upcoming appointment for today at 11 to 2. Now, mind you, this is two hours after the appointment would have already happened, that I'm being reminded that I have an upcoming appointment. 
And I'm just like, uh, yeah, whatever, you know, it's probably, it's, it's an automated system. No big deal. Let it be. And then I get my bill last night and there's that fucking $60 charge. Wouldn't you know it? And I, I knew in the back of my mind that it was going to happen. I just fucking knew. I knew because that's just, you know, that's how big business operates. So I'm, I'm on chat with this guy for the last three hours tonight. And I'm telling him all this. I'm like, I canceled it. He's like, what date? And who did you talk to? I'm like, dude, it was a chat. You can see it. I can see it. Why can't you see it? I canceled the appointment. And that's all there is to that. And then he's talking about, well, I could give you a $20 credit. And I was like, listen, bro. <laughs> I said, man, I have 24-7 surveillance of my house from every possible angle. So unless this guy paratroopered onto my fucking roof and then somehow ninja-style evaded my cameras, he didn't fucking show up. Not to mention there was three people home. I said, so you're going you're gonna to credit my account. Took me all that time, and he and, and he he took the money off. He credited my account to sixty dollars, but I had to go through, I had to jump through all these fucking hoops. Like, what kind of business? I said we could go to small claims, and I could bring video that's going to prove fraud. One, I canceled the appointment. Two, your guy says he showed up, but he fucking didn't. What kind of shit business is that? So I guess that's just how they do business, you know. People are without their internet, and then uh, Doug, the uh, sudden link repairman, you know, is off at Riverside Park spanking his meat while people are doing without. You know, I actually depend on my internet for my work to assist people at my house. So it's not like I have some sort of Xbox emergency where I can't play Call of Duty online. No, this is my livelihood. So that's, you know, how that played out. And then... Yesterday, my scooter shits to bed. My fucking scooter. I can't believe it. I I have literally replaced every single engine part on this scooter except the piston, which there's nothing wrong with. But I've literally replaced the entire engine by hand. And what happens? I'm coming back from the store yesterday, and... I don't know. I think the chain broke. I can't see until I take it apart. But I think the fucking chain broke. And there's no way I'm going to be able to get that fixed. Because it's Chinese. And no one in Texas will work on it because it's Chinese. So, uh, yeah, my scooter went to see Jesus. I'm halfway home from the store. I got all this frozen stuff. The most important of it being ice cream. And here I am pushing a 350-pound scooter down a fucking farm road trying to get to a gas station, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get home, and most importantly, is my ice cream going to survive? Somehow, my guardian angel was looking out for me, and my friend Michael happened to be driving by. I don't know how, because I was on a back road. I was not in a place where I should have ever seen anyone that knows me, and he pulls up. There I am on the phone trying to figure out who's going to come get me and my bike. Michael pulls right up to me. He's got his pickup. He's a strong fucking EMT. Get the bike in the back of the truck. Head on out. Get home. Oh, I couldn't be more thankful. And then I talked to my old boss, Keith, and he's going to loan me the money to get a new bike. 
So I'm very excited about that. So I got to do some bike shopping here in the next couple of days. And uh, Keith, if you are listening, you are the man. You are such a wonderful human being. If uh, anybody lives in the crossroads that's listening, anyone around the Victoria area, Corpus, Port Lavaca, anywhere like that, if you need propane, Keith is your man. He owns a business called Kellogg Propane. It's off of Highway 59 in Victoria. He has, and I'm not just saying this because he's doing me a favor. Like I worked with this guy. His gas prices are lower than anybody. He he gives you more gas than he ever charges you for. He's great to do business with. He really does care about his customers. And I, I could not recommend a better service than Kellogg Propane. So propane needs, you're good. Go there. All these happenings got me all discombobulated. I don't even know what I what to talk about. I I had some ideas for some stuff I wanted to talk about. I you know let's see. I got a message from an ex, not the ex, not the crown prince of darkness, but one of her underlings. You know because I'm seeing now that everyone I've ever dated works for her. You know in hell. But I got a text from an ex. And she's like, so how are you? And I'm I'm like, what do you want? You know, <laughs> that's like my immediate response. Because when exes contact you and it didn't end well, it's like my first thoughts are like, okay, who's dead? Or how much money do you need? Or are you going to tell me I should get tested for something? You know, and she's like, I'll just see what you're up to. And I'm like, I, you know, just living life, working and trying to make myself a better person. I'm a year and a half sober now and et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'm, I'm pretty stern, you know, I'm like, what do you, I'm like, just get to it. What is it that you want? Well, I was just trying to be nice, you know. But if that's the way you're going to be, then, you know, fuck you. I don't need to text you, and that's why I left you in the first place, and all this. And I'm like, okay, and I just ignored the message. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I get a text message, and it's like, hey. (laughs) That is how women are, though, right? I love you, women. I love you so much, okay? You are, uh, you know, this is, it's funny, okay, to talk about stuff like this. Because men do things that are fucking stupid, and women do things that are fucking stupid. And it's just how we're programmed. It's not like, you know, I'm not bad-mouthing you. It's just what women do. They'll, they'll like, I hate your fucking guts. You're the biggest piece of shit. I don't, you have a little dick, and I don't know why I was ever with you. And I could do so much better. And then 30 minutes later, they're like, what are you doing? Hey, what's up? What? No, I miss you. <laughs> like, fuck. I'm like, but you just said all those horrible things to me. Oh, that. Men and women have predictable behaviors. It's like, no matter what color, no matter what country, no matter what kind of upbringing you had, men and women all share, I mean, men all and women separately all share very distinct, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Patterns of behavior. Like, for instance, and I was thinking about this when I got out of the shower yesterday, my ex, uh, Beelzebub, she used to complain all the time about me not being capable of drying myself off. And I, I still to this day don't really know what I was doing wrong. I mean, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not 100% dry when I get out of the shower and towel off. 
but she used to bitch about it. Like, you don't know how to fucking towel off. You know, and I'm like, what What did you do? Go to fucking towel school? What did you, did you go to towel finishing classes? Like, I run it across my body when I think the beads of water are gone. I quit fucking attempting to dry myself. Let me tell you how a guy takes a shower, okay? Let me go ahead and I'll break it down for you. It's like this. You get in, sing a little bit, hum something, run some water through your hair, soap up your nuts, fart, laugh to no one, fart again, laugh even more because of the wet butt cheek sound that's slapping together, wishing that someone else was there to hear it so they could laugh too, preferably a man in a platonic type situation, wash your nuts off, get out of the shower, very loosely dry yourself off, jump into bed, butt naked, and let yourself air dry. That's how men shower. That's the way it is. I need one of those things like the car wash has, you know, like the, the doorway needs to be blowing from all directions so I can slowly walk through it. That's the only way I'm going to get dry. I'm not going to meticulously go over every single little inch of my delicate skin with a towel. Oh, here's a funny memory I had the other day. Let me share this with you before I forget about it. I once cheated in a race, in a physical foot race, in the fourth grade. That's right. I cheated big time. I hadn't thought about this in so long, and I guess I was watching something on TV that was like the the, the people on the show were in physical education, which reminded me of P.E., and I, I like, P.E., uh, P.E., yeah, let's, uh, Let's do something physical for an hour and then put our clean clothes back on and go to class. That's brilliant. These fucking shorts and shirts that they gave us, they smelled like this. Smell to this day I still have never been able to duplicate. And like a like a smell of mildew and shame and prepubescent balls. Ugh, why did they make us wear that shit? I mean, we were just kids we were already so insecure about our bodies and the older we got the more insecure we became about our bodies because nobody had filled out yet our bodies were like picking certain places to make grown up and then leaving other places childlike and no i'm not talking about my dick aaron you got like one guy who's got like four foot long legs and acne and his arms haven't grown yet or like you got the one kid with, like, the beard that's coming in, but it's only growing on his cheeks. What a horrible, horrible time to go through puberty. But I was thinking about physical ed, and I was thinking about this race. And it was this huge fucking race. This was in the fourth grade. Glenlock Gators. This was a race that the entire school participated in. It was like one mile down a trail and then one mile back. And if you set a certain time, came in a certain place, you were going to qualify to go to some other kind of, I don't know, fuck me in the ass race somewhere else in Texas. I, being the nine-year-old athlete that I was, okay, now this was not 
I was like skinny my whole life, skinny, skinny, but very, very unathletic. Like I was a fantastic skateboarder and I was very good at what I did. And I had lots and lots of uh, endurance when it came to doing things that I really liked. But when it came to things like running or push-ups, I, I, no, no fucking way, man. My body wasn't built for that. Not back then. Especially running, like, run for fun? What the hell is that? I mean, I understand, like, once you've been running a long time, I really do get it. Once you, once your body gets acclimated to it, like, you start to crave it, and it becomes fun. Because, like, after a good run, you feel so fucking high. Okay? But when you're out of shape, and you're 50 pounds overweight, and you haven't run in years, and you attempt to jog around the block, it doesn't feel like fun. It feels like a stroke. It feels like cardiac arrest, and you sit there gasping for breath and asking God, why? Why did I decide that this was a good idea today? I love my family so much. This is not how I want to be remembered. Fat man decides to get in shape, found dead on the side of the road. So this race, this race comes up. Now, at nine years old, you still got a lot of energy. It doesn't matter. You know, you can have all the energy in the world of a fucking nine-year-old child, but when it comes to actually running, like, distances, it's just your body is not tuned to that. Well, mine wasn't anyway, but apparently, like, a whole bunch of other fucking people would go on to be, like, soccer stars and football stars in my high school... Apparently, they had been working out and running since coming out of the womb because these guys took off 500 fucking kids running a mile one way and a mile back. I had just gotten to school. I didn't even remember the race was happening. I had just downed like a half a gallon of milk and 12 powdered donuts. So try running with that in your stomach. The race gets going and I'm like, at a light jog, <laughs> fucking cramping up. Donuts are like, what the hell? <laughs> we're, just, we're not running fuel. No, they are not. So I get to about halfway through the forward mile. And I'm in, I don't know, last place. <laughs> I got big... I got big fat kids calling me out from way ahead. It's like, I'm getting past my kids on crutches. Well, the race comes back the exact same way that it went. Like I said, it's a mile one way and a mile back. And it's the same path. So when Captain First Place and his minions come running, like I, you know, I'm at the halfway mark of getting there. They're at the halfway mark of the finish line. And so I, I see, uh, it was actually my old homeboy, Nathan. He's way ahead of the pack. And nobody's even paying attention to me. So I did a little 180. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I got a new like boost of energy. And I'm trucking it, right? I'm like, fuck yeah. And even at my fastest, 
Okay, in second place now. <laughs> Nathan is still like just taken off. Like I'm standing still, and even though I, even though I had a one mile head start over everyone else in the race, I still managed to finish like fiftieth. <laughs> I had a one mile. Like, could you imagine giving somebody a one mile lead? Like, okay. I want you to walk one mile down the street, okay? And then the first one to whatever destination wins, okay? Like, who can't win that race? Like, the guy with a mile lead should be winning if he just slowly walks there. I somehow managed to get paced by 50 fucking eight and nine-year-olds after having a mile-long lead. But I didn't finish last, and I didn't even finish fucking close to last. And I bragged. Oh, my God, did I brag. I had all these friends, you know, who were, like, so much uh, more athletic than me, and I knew were going to beat me by a fucking lot. You know, and then they posted the results, you know, on a big, whatever, piece of construction paper in the gym. All my friends are looking at it, and I'm, like, pointing to my name, you know, like, oh, look, here I am, and look at you guys. Oh, there's me, there's you, there's me. Oh, yeah, you're way, I'm way up here, you way down there. And they're all looking at me in disbelief, like, how the fuck? Like, like they just don't, they're like, wow, like, wow, man. They're just completely beside themselves because they're wondering how the fuck I beat all of them. Well, that's how. So like a week later, I come to gym class and one of the coaches takes me into his office and I'm like, oh shit, is this what those fucking after school special movies have been telling me to watch out for? Coach puts his hand on my shoulder, kneels down to me and he's like, son. Yeah, you know, because back then people still said son. He says, son, did you cheat in the race last week? And I was like, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay. And I guess because I admitted it, he was, you know, like, not going to call me out. He said, okay, well, this this will be our little secret. Thank God. This was like the one time that a coach alone with a child in an office said, this will be our little secret, and there was a good outcome to it. So it was our little secret until now, 30 years later. So you all kiss my fucking ass. All right, so I got to get this show edited and put up for you guys to listen to. It is 7.04 a.m. here in beautiful, sunny Texas. I hope everyone's having a wonderful day on your ride to work. So get your honey and your surfboard and head on down to the beach. I'm Rocky Joey Valentine with Fat Guy Loves Cake. If you want to contact me, you can give me a Fat Guy Loves Cake at yahoo.com. Send me an email anytime. Talk to me about anything. Shout out again to Mr. Keith at Kellogg Propane, give them a call for all your propane needs. Tell them Joey Valentine sent you, and they will give you absolutely no discount. I will see you guys on Monday, everybody. Have a good weekend, and remember, be nice.
He wanted me calling me all the time Like Blondie Check out my Chrissy behind It's fine all of the time Like sex on the beaches What else is in the teachers of peaches? Huh, what? Titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time. That Bondi, check out my Chrissy behind its fine all over the time. What else is in the teachers of peaches? Like sex on the beaches, uh, what, huh, right, what? Fuck the pain away. 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 Fuck the pain away.